Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. What a huge and warm welcome to you seven people who are listening to us. We're so proud of you for sticking with us through our less than inspired performances. Our thick and thin years, which happen to be both thick and thin at the same time. (laughs) Don't ask me about physics. I can't explain the physics of thick and thin. You just gotta figure it out. You're all so smart. And you all are undoubtedly brilliant. Well, clearly. You, you understand both thick and thin. So Sure. So there. You know, what thick and thin, they're spelled differently. That's one of the ways you can tell them apart. Yeah, Megan, how were your holidays? Oh, right. Well, they must have been good because I can't remember them. And we had uh, a horrible week, two, almost two weeks without any child care. Oh, no. Yeah. That's like running out of yeah. food. Like if you yeah, for the insane. people who are listeners who don't have children, running out of childcare is like running out of oxygen or like toilet paper. That's for right. A year, you have to use leaves to wipe your butt, and you're like, "What kind of civilization is this?" That's what going without childcare is like. Um, I think uh, there should be instead of like free healthcare or free college or whatever, there should be free government provided twenty four hour childcare. No doubt, I would support it. From ages zero to eighteen. Oh my god! You think they had um, childcare problems in the in space in the Federation? Because well, they've got that big daycare. Yeah, which is like a school. But did they have like right. where's the babies? You never see any babies in there. Like where are the like the kids who are like right. picking their nose and pushing it on the wall? That also begs the question: in a post-need society, who would want to do that? Right. That's a great question. Um. I guess if they're not your kids, it's okay. It is easier if they're not your kids, because then they're afraid that you will starve them. So That's kids right. are better behaved with with strangers than they are with their own kids. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So that's something. Uh, Do you suppose that he made little baby, like, you know, unitards? Oh, they must have. Cute little space fabrics? Um, they all... I don't. Th- I think my child would revolt if I tried to put her in like one of those metallic fabrics that they're so fond yeah. of. Yeah, well, I bet they must be like super comfortable, like space comfortable. Right. Um, Alice does have um, uh, holodeck pajamas. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, most baby clothes look a lot like Star Trek clothes. Little onesies? Yeah, sure. Yeah, those like little onesies are very similar. I wonder if the Federation uniforms had like snap crotches and we just didn't notice. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Maybe in the future they don't need um, baby childcare because they grow the babies in a lab and then they pluck them out at like age five. Well, what's her name had one? Oh, right. Yeah, there goes the lab thing. Keiko. Um, Keiko had a baby. A wharf delivered baby. Which, P.S., is bad childcare advice. Sorry, 24th century. You shouldn't tell a woman to push. She'll do it on her own. Thank you very much. Is that true? Yeah. Also, you shouldn't give birth on your back unless you're so tired you fall down. What do you do, front? You do you squat. They used to, in the Victorian times, they used to have a big rope or a pole called a birthing rope or birthing pole. This is true. And they would just hold on to it. It's like, imagine like a stripper pole only for babies. And you just like hold on to it or hold on to the rope and dangle from it and squat. 
and the baby come out. Or they used to have uh, these birthing chairs. Think about like a toilet, only instead of poop, it's a baby. That is true. I'm slightly more inclined to believe the birthing chair story than the birthing pole story. The birthing pole and rope story, I swear to God, I'm not making that up. That's true. Okay. They would hold on to a rope and like, oh, squat the baby out. They probably did that on that uh, Irish planet. Yeah, for sure. They were all into the baby squat ropes. The only reason uh, why we think the, uh, to give birth on their backs is because of the, you know, pesky doctors poking their noses where they don't belong. Literally, up your wazoo. That's what it is. Right. Because it's a good view for the doctor, but it's not good for the, the mama. The mama's got to be like, like, ideally, she's in a field. She's, like, picking beans. She's <laughs> cutting down swaths of the prairie. And then she's like, hold on. Fetch me my rope. And then she holds on to the rope and then... Then the baby comes out, and she's like, okay, hold hold my bag of beans. I gotta go wash this baby off in the stream. And then she goes, dunk, 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 and then hold up, boom, there's the placenta. Okay, put this in the stew for me, will you? We'll have iron tonight. No more anemia for us. And then she takes the baby, and she sticks it in her peasant blouse, and the baby goes, Hwah! and latches on, and then she goes back to bean picking, because she's a boss. <laughs> At least that's what I did. This has been Megan's Birth Talk. <laughs> My point um, is, how can they give birth on the Federation if they don't have beans to pick? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I've I've never been witness to. I've only been witness to uh, my own my own child's birth, and that didn't go like that. You didn't have beans. There was lots of beeping and lots of uh, lots of yanking. Did you do a lot of coaching, Charlie? Were you like the one that was like push Keiko? Do anything? Um, like that? I did the part of coaching where the coaches just like stare. And they, they just kind of take in what's happening. <laughs> Were you standing there with, like, some hot towels in one hand and, like, a bucket of ice in the other, being like, I'm ready to, like, you're the bellhop of the birth? Um, I'm mostly just worried about not passing out. Oh, good job. Um, and so I didn't do that. Good job. Me and me and blood don't visually get along. It's great. <laughs> oh, what a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real fancy, sensitive boy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> How'd Lauren do? Did she do all right? Lauren did. Uh, Lauren is a champ. Yeah, like she, she was is. walking around forty-five minutes later. She's a monster. Flipping people off and knocking good. hospital carts over. She's like, if I had some beans to pick, I would totes be picking them right now. Yeah, I was struck by how like bored everybody in the operating room seemed. Yeah, they were like, just another day at work. Yeah. Uh, yawn. Let's take this lady's uh, parts out just, and remove the baby. Just a miracle of life. Yeah. Whatever. Um, what do you suppose labor is like in the Federation if you're not trapped in Ten Forward with Worf as your labor midwife? I would I would hope that it was like my own birth was in that Bev just walks in, knocks the mom out for two days, <laughs> yanks the baby out, and Why? then... Why don't they transport the baby out? <laughs> That's a great question. Thank you. Why don't they just be like, uh, look the other way. There's your baby. Uh, maybe Miles would have a hard time getting a pattern lock. <laughs> and they'd have to send Jordy in with some pattern enhancers. What if they did it and it was your liver? And they're like, oops, wrong thing. You, that's, you don't want to get caught when like the ensign is on transporter duty. No, you don't want them to bring like the baby and the whole uterus. You have to really, that's some fine work. 
No, no, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Rut row. I think they probably do it old, old fashioned. They just be like, "Here's a stick to bite on." I hear this is what that Picard show is going to be all about. Stick biting. Birthing. Oh, well. Sean Luke Picard midwife. Oh, that, of course he'd make the even he'd be the the worst midwife. <laughs> <laughs> Not here, damn it. Engage. And the children I said are engage. all. Make it so. And the children are all Rikers. Can we do it, Jordan? Ask me after it's done, sir. Megan, what do you say? We open up the old listener mailbag. Yeah! A guy in jail, Christian Bale, a girl named Gail. You never know who's gonna ride in, so set your phasers to listener mail. Actually, we got a Gmail. You're not gonna believe it. What? Christopher. Admiral's Club. He says, he writes in on the Twitter, uh, this is before Christmas, uh, I know you guys didn't care for DS9, but did you know the character of Ro Laren, uh, who you mentioned wanted to see more of, was introduced to TNG with the intention of moving her to DS9? I did know that. Yeah, I knew that too. IIRC and interesting recent characters? Uh, what does IIRC mean? IIRC. Did he Bryce write that down? He wrote down the, the initials I I R C International Intention of Recent Challenges. I ignore roast corn, <laughs> which is save good advice. The, save that for the. For the corn report. <laughs> Look, it's blame Bryceover. He brought it up. Interesting intentions. Ready, child. <laughs> That's like at the beginning of an Aesop's fable. Um, <laughs> Igloo iguana. <laughs> random coincidence. <laughs> so Bryce writes, uh, Igloo iguana. Random coincidence. <laughs> The actress decided she didn't want to, that much commitment to one character, so she wanted to be able to pursue other opportunities, so instead they created Kira and Doris to fill the void. Uh, to be fair, uh, Michelle Forbes did get to be in Escape from L.A. instead of spending a decade on DS9. Good choice, question mark? She got to be in what? Escape from L.A.? Uh, Escape from L.A. Oh, that's the guy with the patchwork eye? Yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's right. Snake Plissken. Yeah, that's right. Oh well, good for her. Um, gotta keep it loose. Don't wanna, don't wanna pin yourself down. So yeah, thank you, Bryce, for for bringing that to our attention. Um, I didn't know that Kira Norris was made to fill a void, but I knew she was supposed to be on it, but they didn't do it. They moved Miles over there. Worf popped over, I think, later on. Yeah, he popped in. That was well after my watching days were done. I keep thinking I'm gonna go back to that show, and then I keep not doing it. Yeah, me too. I watched the first couple episodes on Netflix. I was just like, eh. Yeah, I can't get into it. I just don't care. That's the bottom yeah. line. Is I just don't care. And I understand if I stuck with it, I might start caring more. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the Orville. Yeah? Well, the Orville's so good. I will not stop singing its praises. That's great. I find that guy irritating on a personal level. Uh, he's so good on the show, and he's real funny. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, he has a very pleasing voice. Well, that's true. Say say what you want about that guy, but he's got a pleasing uh, voice. 
I just found out what IIRC means, what? and it's disappointing. Uh-oh. I don't even want to share it. It's not as good as what we thought of. Whoa. It grew iguana random coincidence. I want to... Well, I got a note. Should I Google it? And then I'll know, too? Okay, I'm going to Google it. You can weigh in if you think that's better or worse than... And then I then we won't say it out loud, and then other people can look it up if they want. No, that can't actually be real. It doesn't really mean the International Integrated Reporting Council. You gotta go down to the second one. Okay. Oh, Urban Dictionary. Ah. Oh, that's filthy, Brystopher. You're filthy. Um, you know, what's ironic is if... It's not even... That's not ironic. Um, what is... Uh, what's interesting is if Bryce... Bryce could have looked up the the thought that he had and verified it in the time it took him to abbreviate <laughs> if I, I, I see. listen I don't know if you guys know International Integrated Reporting Council but Michelle Forbes yeah. had a career they're always reporting councils <laughs> I anticipate a glowing report thank you for writing in Brystopher thanks Brystopher Email. Um, Doing it the old-fashioned way. We love hearing from you. Megan. Oh, gosh. This is really exciting. Uh, we got a question from another Next Generation podcast. What? It's called the Next Next Generation podcast. Oh, there's another Next Generation podcast? It's a Star Trek podcast by two married millennials. Uh, Trekkie sci-fi space memes. New episodes on Mondays. Oh, they're doing the thing where they can do it all the time. Like oh. we used to. They're super committed. Well, yeah. and they're 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 married and millennials, and they are Trekkies. None of which, you know. Well, you're married, I guess. Oh, they're doing it by. Um, they're doing it by episode. Oh, episode by episode, right? Yeah, that's classic. That's a classic. We yeah. don't we don't have an inferiority complex or anything. <laughs> if you want to follow them on Twitter, it's at the next next gen, G E N. Uh, and you can listen to their podcast, as I'm going to do. That's fun. I like that. They say, what are the top three best character arcs in Star Trek? Oh, man, that feels like a quiz. Yeah, that's, uh... Ugh. There's no frivolity in that. That's, that's hard. Are, are there the character th arcs? What are the three the whatnot character arcs? Yeah. <sighs> top three? You're the you're the dramaturg. I'm just gonna. I'm, you're taking this one. Oh man, how about okay, let's modify the question to name any character arcs. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I guess Barkley learns not to be such a a wuss. Yeah, I guess. Um, Data learns that being human's hard. Riker learns to like kids. I guess. I mean, not Riker. The other one, Picard. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, Bev learns Riker, not to fall for space ghosts. Um, Deanna learns not to fall for every guy she meets. Yeah. Um, Deanna learns not to hook up with your ex-boyfriend's clone twin. That is a classic character. That, that's straight out of the hero's journey. That's good advice, really. That's yeah. A, that should be an Aesop's fable. Agreed. Uh, Worf learns that it's okay to love. Data never learns how to tell a joke. Never. 
Guinan doesn't learn anything because she doesn't need to. Guinan only stabs people with forks. And she's like, learn that, MFR. Boom. Mark Twain learns to keep his mouth shut. Jack Frost, not Jack Frost, what's his name? (laughs) What's his name? Jack London? Jack London? Yeah, that's right. Jack London learns uh, that he doesn't have to be a bellhop anymore if he writes cool novels about the wolves. I learned that Stephen Root was on Star Trek. (laughs) I learned that Michelle Forbes is part of the International Integrated Federation of Learning. What was it? I can't remember. (laughs) Reporting Council. Reporting Council. Apparently I didn't learn that. I thought I did. I I learned nothing. I learned nothing. I'll bet the millennials who host Next Next Generation podcast know what IIRC stands for. I think that the people, the millennials who host the Next Next Generation podcast are learning that we're a couple of morons that they shouldn't ask these questions to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're learning to lower their expectations. The guy who learned, the guy who uh, was the secret married god on that planet who killed all those that entire race learned that he shouldn't have done that <laughs> the entity learned it's a boss the crystalline entity yeah the lady who killed the crystalline entity learned how she could do that and then bit it the borg learned um that they are better than everybody else which they knew already so they didn't learn anything but hugh learned that he should reject the awesome borg to be a dumb individual Oh, here's my new buddy cop idea. Oh, let's hear it. Hugh and Q. Oh, I'm already sold by the title. Right? Uh, I mean, classic buddy cop. Classic. Hugh and I mean, Q. I mean, in a way, Q brought the Hugh, brought the Borg to them, so he's kind of responsible for Hugh anyway. His fall. Q learns... That not everybody thinks he's cute. Um, Corbin Burnson learned that there's no such thing as over the top. <laughs> Corbin Burnson also learns how comfortable a business unitard can be. The business unitard planet learned not to lock up their mulleted soldiers, <laughs> or else they won't get into the Federation. Wesley learned don't step on the grass, you jerk. Or the diaper, the hot diaper people will come after you. Wesley's nanites learned to the, Wesley's a moron and they should just take off. (laughs) The binars learned that sometimes there's an answer that's not yes or no, rendering their whole civilization meaningless. (laughs) Ensign Sonia Gomez learned she's not welcome on the show anymore. Jordy LaForge learned that he repels all women. (laughs) (laughs) He learns it again and again and again. Leah Brahms learned that Jordy's a fucking creep. (laughs) This is a fun game. (laughs) Uh, uh, Lieutenant Yar learned not to get murdered by slime guys. Data learns that family is a curse. <laughs> and that his dad is dead except for when he's alive. <laughs> Dr. Pulaski learned that everybody hated her. 
and presumably how she got blown out of the airlock. (laughs) What fun. What do we think our old friend John Shaw learned? What his character learned? What was his name? Molor? Not to mess with Worf, I guess? Or whatever? Maybe. What did Gal- Galron learn that uh, eyebrows are the key, the window to the soul? Yeah, that's right. He learned to make up for what you lack in height with more eyeballs. Um. That's what he learned. The Klingon uh, Empire learned uh, you don't mess with Worf unless you want to get the ridges. That's right. That's like a take on Bull and the Horns is what I was doing. I got, I, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Kalar learned that Worf is a pain in the ass. Alexander learned that Klingons stink and he wants to just play with his trucks with all the other humans. Except for that he sometimes wants to bite those humans and he doesn't have understanding of his feelings. Uh, The Traveler learned that Wesley's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Wesley didn't learn anything because he already knew everything. That's right. These were good plots. Yeah. Lots of Um, learning and growing on this show. This show must have been the easiest show to write in the world. (laughs) Because we have... Minuet learned that Riker is down to go to a jazz club. (laughs) Wink, wink. Euphemism. That's right. (laughs) Oh, he'll go down Uh, to the jazz club, all right. He'll go down to the jazz club and play a trombone solo. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> He'll do it. I think I, I, think I do. <laughs> Chip Chalmers learned that he is the man. Oh, you're pulling out the good, the big guns. Chip Chalmers. He learns that he has a fan club of two people named Charlie and Megan. That weird uh, casino planet learned that uh, the Enterprise will um, figure out your dumb book. Good. Um, the crew of the of the Enterprise learned uh, don't trust Riker's fancy video games when he comes back from his vacation planet because they'll probably spread like an STD. <laughs> it's good advice. I mean, look. So yeah, I hope that that answered your question, Next Next Generation. Um, <laughs> I think that... We should ask them a question, but we should make it an easy question so they could just, like, knock it out of the park. We just need to know what their their deal is. How funny do they think we are on a scale of one to... On a scale of nine to ten? Great question. How hilarious are we? I think ten. Charlie thinks uh, nine and a half because he wants us to grow. He doesn't want us that's to right. replace it. That's right. We need a character arc. <laughs> So yeah, uh, next next generation. We can't thank you enough for for listening and, and following. I don't know if you do listen, but you you follow at least. I you clearly don't listen, but thanks for following. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're asking us hard questions. You clearly aren't listening. If you think we know anything about Star Trek: The Next Generation? You're clearly not listening. <laughs> and thus concludes our listener mail that our phasers were sent to. Megan, you said you had a fun game for us to play. Oh, I didn't say we had a fun game. I said we had a game. That might be our next episode. Oh, man. All right, save it. We'll save it. We'll do it for next time. 
But you know what we always have time for? Megan? Yes, Charlie? How is the corn? Oh, the corn. I don't know if you're... I'm going to use some big words. I don't know if you know these words. So, pardon me. Slow me down. I'll happily explain words if you don't know them. But the word of the corn of today is gestation. That's what's up with the corn. Is It is in a period of gestation gestating. January is about gestating. See, a lot of people think the corn, when you think about corn, you think about like the stalks of corn in the field. That's all well and good, but that's like a summertime thing. Right now, like in order to get the corn seeds ready to go into the ground to make the corn stalk, they gotta gestate. And what they do is they gestate in these big giant pods. They like form these like gooey like pods. They like conglomerate these like there's like four by six foot pods and then we have these machines they're essentially like curric machines and like you put a, like like you put the pod in the curric and then like juice comes out and that's the corn juice that we later will turn into corn syrup but then you like squeeze the, the corn pods it's like squeezing a blister or like a pimple or something you just like squeeze it out and then the corn like 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 meshes together and like makes little corn babies and then that's what you this is the corn babies that you plant that they can get all like shucked out and stuff. So we're in the corn pod time. It's, have you seen the Matrix? You remember like when Keanu's in that big bag of goo and he's like, I gotta get out of this bag of goo. It's like that, sure. only wholesome. That's what's happening <laughs> with the corn. Um, I've never heard the phrase corn pod before. Well, of course, it's technical. It's a highly technical term, the corn pod. This is why, look, this is why we don't make a lot of friends in Iowa because in January it's not a time to go, you don't go glad handing, you don't go making pals because you got to keep your eye on those corn pods because they can turn, they can turn on you. And you don't, sure. you don't want a, like a rabid corn pod coming down the dirt road at you all all gooed up and, and, and hormonal looking to like mate. You don't want any of that. You got to keep them, you got to keep an eye on them. Get ready to squeeze them when they're ready. Put them in the curric. Just like, boom. You know, like, so you are, so we're talking, we're post, we've harvested. Oh, yeah. We're in the oh, corn yeah. pot phase, we're, but we're pre-corn we've, fucking. Yeah, we've celebrated. Yeah, that comes That comes when they're developing. That's what comes like right before you put them in the, into the ground. So this there's is like, like corn the, hibernation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have, we've harvested the corn. We've made our clothes out of the husks. We've celebrated sure. in those ways, and now the corn, it's gestating. It's in the gestational period. It's all, like, oozing together, uh-huh. and then it'll form, like, a, a, an anthropomorphic corn, well, I don't want to say genitals, but corn genitals, which will then start the corn fucking, which then allows us to get to the corn, you know, shucking. You gotta fuck before uh, you can shuck. That's what they say. I don't say that because I think it's crude language. But like other people, they'll say that. I, I RC, that's on our state I, flag. I don't think I believe you. Well, prove me wrong. You don't know nothing. Come on down to Iowa then, if you can find it. If you can find it, Charlie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which? Where is it on a map? Point to it on a map. You can't do it. Is it Idaho? Is it Ohio? I'll never tell. It's one of the ones in the middle, you jerk. You'll never find us. 
I could, as we've mentioned before, I could go stand on a soapbox in any of the Midwestern states and yell your name, and you would be there in 30 minutes. Maybe 45. What if I've got a souffle in the oven? You don't know. <laughs> what if I haven't uh, finished stringing my onions into a necklace? <laughs> you don't know. I might be. You don't know what I'm doing. Here. I might be. I might be. I might be hip deep in my radish crafts. You don't know. That's what where I make crafts like? out of rabbit. Out of. Out of, <laughs> out of what are they called? Radishes. Radishes. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> my radishes. It is really hard to believe how tight we keep this podcast. <laughs> like how just laser focused we are after 36 episodes. It's like we got a tractor beam. See what I did there? I brought it back to Star Trek. You did. Boom. Corn, corn, and corn. that was Megan's Corn Report. Guys, I think that does it for this episode of Set Phasers to Fun. We, we covered a lot of mileage. We did. Um, I hope that we enlightened you about birth and character arcs. So much good stuff. Corn um, pods, you didn't know about it. Corn now you do. Pod, no, you had no idea. You, uh, uh, you didn't know so much about acronyms. Oh, man, so much. With Gmail? Uh, you learned that we have a Gmail account. You did. Do you know? remember what that Gmail address is, Megan? Yeah, it's something about, like, I think it's like, Jack at gmail.com. No, it's like no. support at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's info at no reply dot set phasers dot gmail dot internet. It is our our Gmail address, man. You know who gets a gold star this week? Who? It's Bryce Bryce Perry. Yeah, he does. Bryce Bryce Defer gets a gold star this week. Good job. Um, uh, he wrote in to set phasers to funpod at gmail.com. Yeah! And that's why that beautiful gold star is, is right there next to his email. Oh. Good job, Bryce Defer. Um, all right, we have a Twitter. You <gasps> probably know what it is. We do? It's at set phasers pod. Oh, yeah, I did know that because I tweet at us all the time. Um, Yannick Encarnacion uh, so tweeted. Great. Yannick is you know him? Yeah. Did he tweet at us? He just liked and retweeted our thing. He didn't ask any questions. Oh. He's a lurker. Is he is he Portuguese? He's a lurker is what he is. Oh, is he one of your students? Uh-huh. Is Yannick. It... I see you, Yannick. Uh, we also learned... What else did we learn? We learned about childcare. We learned how not having it's the worst. We learned that there is another podcast that also talks about Next Generation and probably better than us. <laughs> Correct. Uh, thanks again to Next Next Generation Podcast for getting in touch. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for being awesome. Um, um, I'm going to look at their podcast. Uh, they have 14 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's like 14 weeks in a row. Yeah, it is. That's, that's pretty true. good. I didn't mean I didn't mean to scoff. They have 14 episodes. They started back in September, it looks like. Um, 14 weeks ago. They have... Uh, <laughs> they have the same number of customer reviews on iTunes as we do. <laughs> um, I don't know if they wrote them themselves like we certainly didn't do. <laughs> but also, if you want to leave us an iTunes review, boy, what else be are nice. you doing? Just take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to start kicking people out of the Admirals Club. Come on. Quit 
fucking around. <laughs> Quit freeloading. Pull your weight. I, I, RC, I'm really disappointed in you guys. <laughs> I hope I used that correctly. Igloo iguana random coincidence. <laughs> you guys better pull your weight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This podcast is free. Should we do a Patreon? <laughs> Start getting a little, little scratch coming in here. We do a Patreon and we'll, we'll be the first Patreon to be like negative numbers. That's right. We'll have to pay them. Um... Uh, any personal grievances you want to air before we get off? No. I'm a little annoyed. I got some grated cheese at Whole Foods the other day. Yeah? And um, it's already it got moldy. What? Four months too soon. Yeah, it's crazy. That's dumb. I went to make a quesadilla for the kid this morning. Green little green stuff everywhere. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm against it. So, Whole Foods, if you're listening... Get get on jo- it, Whole Foods. Join join our Patreon. <laughs> Make it up to Charlie by joining our Patreon that we don't That's have. Right. That's right. Maybe we'll get one. Who knows? Who, Who knows? We what don't know we'll what do. the future lies. We're on our own character arc. That's right. Charlie and Megan is... learn nothing. Uh, yeah, we've absolutely learned nothing. Um, we've learned a lot about each other. We did. We learned about birthing ropes. That's not true. We learned about some stuff. Yeah. Um, Alright guys, uh, thanks again for listening and uh, we'll catch you in space. Yay! Or whatever. What's our famous tagline? We have a famous tagline? Uh, no, we don't. We should get one. I was I was hoping you'd make one up on the spot. Oh, sorry. I missed it's okay. it. It's okay. Alright. <laughs> I like to pass the buck. <laughs> and always don't forget our famous tagline. Megan whiffed it yet again. Another opportunity lost. Uh. (laughs) We're going to come up with one. That's going to be a special Patreon tier. That's right. Because you're going to get to learn our famous tagline. Our tagline is going to be like, tagless so it doesn't itch. (laughs) It'll be like that. All right. Podcast canceled. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) 